Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hello! Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Today's show is pre-recorded. Uh-huh. Y'all know what time it is. Y'all don't know y'all better act on that. Hat on, suit on, looking like the Capitan, giving them all like the million bucks, bucks, things in its cup. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be but Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. Turn 
Come on. Do your thing, Big Daddy. Uh-huh. I sure will. Good morning, everybody. You're listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. <laughs> One and only, Steve Harvey. <laughs> Got a radio show. Well, all right. I learned something. And it's sharing time. And I am uh, ever appreciated. Uh, I do appreciate God for all that he allows me to learn in my life. One of the best lessons I've learned is that hardship teaches you some great lessons. Challenges brings about some of my best results. I think what I'm trying to say is in every challenge and hardship, every setback, I've learned something so, so valuable. So here's here's what I've, you know, I've, I've known this, but I, I've just learned it at a different angle. Appreciation and gratitude is the key to having more. Now, I don't know how that sounds to you, but I, I can't tell you how true it is. God being fair and just as he really is. He really is. He's a fair and a just God. What's most beneficial to us is he happens to be full of mercy and grace. And I'm telling you something, man. I've probably benefited from his grace and mercy more than anything else. I mean, really, man, if it wasn't for him just forgiving me and then for him just touching my life the way he has. I mean, I'm not, I'm not here in this position today. I'm just not. But a funny thing has happened along the way, even to you, if you look at it, is that your genuine appreciation and gratitude has been the key to you having more for your continued blessings and for making room for heaven to open up and pour out blessings that you don't have room enough to receive. If you look at it, see God being a fair and just God, which he is, why would he put more on you than you can bear? If you've noticed everything that's happened in your life, if you're still here, you've made it, you know, forget how rough it was, got that, but you made it. Forget what it sent you through and it, how it made you feel. You made it. Now, what makes people give up and you hear about people committing suicide is they leave the God out of their life. And they start allowing that other voice to control. And if it's really true that God never puts more on you than you can bear, as long as you stay connected to God, you can get through anything. But you lose that connection. You lose that communication. You lose that relationship with him. If you're not having a relationship with God, then who you having a relationship with? Now, it ain't ain't but two forces at work at all time. It's good and evil. It's positive and negative. It's God, it's Satan. Now, this, this is at work all the time. So, 
if you're not being positive about everything, you leave room for negativity to step in. If you if you're not trying to be righteous in your way, then you allow evil to step in. If you don't work on your relationship with God, come on now. L- look who you letting step in. So now I'm I'm asking you to understand that God never puts more on you than you can bear. Okay, now that we got that clear, that's a fact. Okay, now with that fact in mind, let's go over this right here. Why would God, being as just and merciful as he is, put more on you than you can bear? Example, if God is giving you blessings and all you're doing is complaining about them, you're never showing any appreciation or gratitude about it, why would he give you some more stuff to be ungrateful for? Why would he give you some more stuff to complain about? Why would he give you some more stuff that you would not show any more appreciation for? I mean, this thing is real simple, man, ain't it? If you think about it. So a lot of times, man, when I was going through my positions of not having and and wondering and all like here, I ended up checking myself and going, man, I'm not even showing any gratitude or appreciation for the things he has done for me. Start showing some appreciation and gratitude because it's the key to having more. It's the key to continued blessings. It's the key to the windows of heaven opening up and pouring out a blessing that you won't have room enough to receive. It's the appreciation and gratitude of what you already have. As minimal as it may appear to be right now for you, it is still what you have. But if you've shown no gradual, no, no gratitude for the minimal, why would he give you the maximum? I mean, I'm just really just trying to put it real, real simple so I can keep understanding this thing right here. So let me give you an example in my life. I had gotten so busy at one point that I had began to complain about how busy I was. This is true because I I am busy, but it ain't the busy part because I asked to be busy. You know, I asked God to give me opportunities and to make a way for me. Well, in that you got to do something and you got to get busy. But I I began to complain about the busyness and how busy I was. And I noticed that a couple of things slowed up for me. So I had got to the point where I wasn't, showing real gratitude for it. Well, I looked up and a couple of things started slowing down and then I had to catch myself and I went, wow, man, you have got to start embracing the fact that you are this busy. Embrace the fact that what all comes along with it cause to whom much is given, much is required. You got to start embracing the requirement part if you want to continue with the given part. So I changed my attitude. I caught myself And I started thanking him and showing real gratitude for how busy I was instead of complaining about how busy I was. And then guess what? It opened up the windows of heaven and some more blessings got poured out. It just works that way all the time for everybody, for me, for you, for everybody. So listen, y'all, again, your appreciation and gratitude is the key to having more. Your appreciation and gratitude is the key to continued blessings and your appreciation and gratitude is the only way that you can get those windows of heaven to open up and pour out these blessings that you won't have room enough to receive. You got to act like you're glad for what you got in order to get more. You feel me?
<laughs> Let's go. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You know, it's so important to have representation in media. I remember growing up in Chicago, I was heavily influenced by the beautiful voices on the radio. Well, the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. And NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center black voices. It's NPR Noir. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, the time has arrived. We had nothing to do with it. It comes as God sees it fit. But since the time has arrived and you're aware of it, then you are a part of the blessed. You don't have to be here. You didn't wake yourself up. You don't control your breasts. It's him. Thank him for the small things because those small things are rather huge. You know, you take breaths every day and you don't even think about it, but go without a couple of them. Miss a couple breaths. You eat all the time. You think nothing of it. Miss a day of food. You walk in your house, you turn the key. You, you think you're supposed to be here. Lose your house. I'm telling you, man, it's some stuff we take for granted that shouldn't be. Give God some thanks today for all the things he's done for you. This is Steve Harvey Morning Show, man. Shirley Strawberry, Carla Pharrell, uh, Mississippi Monica, uh, and that that Junior. Now, look here, uh, Junior. Yeah, uh. You seem to always have something on your yeah, mind. Yeah, man, it's always something because you just said something. You just you, lose the house. I just got in here. I can't. Yeah. I gotta. I gotta really start thinking more. Because there's so well, many things that we just take for granted, like you just said. I never thought about walking in the house with the key in the door. <laughs> never thought well, about it. until you ain't got no door to put the key in. <laughs> man, <laughs> I That's had a, that. Yeah. What, what they tell you, uh, how you got kicked out, what, what they came and did. Bruh, up a hold man, let me tell you this right here. Do you mm. know what, no matter how your home is, it's your home, right? Mm-hmm. No matter how, what size the castle is, it's still your castle. Do you know what it is to lose the ability at the end of a tough day to say, I'm going home? Bruh. Because there's something about turning that key and opening that door and shut it that gives you some form of security. Like, okay, I'm back here. I might not be able to control what's out here, but I'm king up in here. Yeah. No matter how how the exhibit, no meager, how you living, whatever, it don't matter. Imagine losing the ability to say, I'm going home. Somebody dogging you out there. I'm going home. Mm-hmm. Somebody tell you to get away from here. 
Hey, you can't d- d- put them fish back. Well, skip yeah. it. I'll just go home. No. <laughs> Imagine not having that, man. Do you know what it is like for people who are homeless, man, who can't say, I'm going home? Mm-hmm. That's rough, man. Yeah. I, I think about uh, women who get out there, man, and end up homeless, have to live in a shelter or get in there and have to live in an encampment or under a bridge somewhere and they got kids. That's rough, man. Because I was a dude. Yeah. Me going to the bathroom, easy. I'm going yeah. over there. <laughs> it, it it becomes totally different, man, if you're a mm-hmm. female and you're out there, man. So, y'all yeah. remember, man, when you see people that's out trying to extend the helping hand, I ain't doing that. They ain't going to do nothing by drugs. You don't know. A lot of times right. they're trying to eat and trying to make it to tomorrow. All right. Thank you. All right. All right. Coming up at 32 minutes after the hour, we'll hear from the nephew who is not here, but Junior is here. <laughs> Yes, we run that prank well, back right after hear this. From the nephew. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. It is time now to run that prank back with Junior in for the nephew. What you got, Junior? Uh, well, on day 99 of run that prank back, <laughs> we have uh, your new boss. Your new boss. <laughs> Cause that's where I think the nephew is working for a new boss. <laughs> Cause he's not here. That's for sure. He's I'm vacation. looking at my boss. I know my boss. He's sitting right there. But the nephew's boss is at another radio station, and we don't. And it's in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> if you think he's on radio, you got to wow. <laughs> let's go, cat. Your new right boss. Hello. Hello, I'm trying to reach uh, Jason, please. This is me. How can I help you? Hey, Jason, uh, this is Lyle. I'm giving you a call out of Human Resources. Right. How you doing? You're the foreman, the project guy out there? Yes, I am. I'm the project manager here. How can I help you? Listen, um, you've been training an individual out there, I think, for the last month or so. You Have you been training a... a, a... Yes, a great guy. Um, doing great work. Doing good. Okay. How's, how's he? Is he coming along pretty good with everything? Oh, man, he picking up real good, man. He learning the trade. I mean, he picking up just like I would love for him to pick up. Okay. Excellent young worker. And he's Enjoy. got how many more weeks of training out there? Uh, I would say probably about another week or two okay. before we let him, you know, put put him on his arm. Okay. Do you think he'll handle it efficiently? Oh, yes. I think he'll be a great, great employee. Okay. You've been with the company how long? Uh, Going on about 17 years. Yeah, my records are telling me somewhere around 16 plus, right? Right, right. Almost 17. Okay, you've been with us quite a while, and um, first of all, let you know we're grateful of of the work that you're putting in. Well, man, I appreciate my man made, man. I appreciate the help of the company, man, and, you know, being here these many years, man, he let you know, man, I love my company. Exactly. Listen, we got a few adjustments we're going to be making out there in the plant. Here's what we're going to do. Now, you say going to be done in about a week or two? Yeah, about a week or two. Okay. Here's here's what we're going to do on that particular day that he gets released, and uh-huh. and you 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 definitely know he's ready for everything. Oh. Um, I'm going to want you to give him your key card, as well as the key to your office. The what, man? I, I'm I'm going to want you to give him your key card that gets you actually onto the property, and and um, you have you have your own parking space too, don't you? Yes, I do. Okay. Now um, we're going to need you to give him your key card and your office key. And um, we'll, we'll find you another place to park. He's actually probably going to be parking in your space. Hold it, hold it. What do you mean? You telling me to give him my 
key parking. Right. My parking space. Your parking space, but your key card to get you onto the property, the little, right. your little electrical card there. Right. That as well as your office. He's going to actually be taking over as project manager. No, no, sir. I'm not giving up nothing. Sir, this sir. Boy, sir nobody's going to take over no project manager. Let's, let's, first of all, sir, let's do this. Let's tone the language down, okay? We're going to find a place for you, but for, for the time being, we're going to put you back no, in the plant until we find something for you. You ain't going to find no gang. I find no place for me. My place is where I'm at right now. I'm not moving from nowhere. That's all. Okay. I'm not going to find me nothing. Okay. Nobody's going to find me anything. I got 17 years up in here. Ain't nobody fit to find me not a place to move. You got to understand that part there. I got 17 years up in here. Done trained a young guy, and this guy got a couple months, and you're talking about you to do what to me? Move me? Jason, this is a temporary move. We're going to find something better for you. No. They ain't, you but ain't this, no this, better. This, this, this project, man. Ain't nobody fit to move to something. Got that understanding? This has come from the head, and I'm Tell me who this head is. I know the head people. This decision actually has come from the vice president. No, well, they ain't told me none of that. It come to me first. I'll tell you what, Jason. This is something I'm supposed to probably not tell you, but let me let me let you in on a little something. Yeah, let uh, me in on something because this is going to be some bull him because I shut the whole place up out here. And I mean let, let me explain something to you, Jason. This young guy that you've been training, yeah. he's actually the nephew of the vice president. I don't give a about no nephew or no vice president, man. Do you think I care about some president? Tell him, tell the president I said what I said. Him and the nephew. Who cares about the nephew? They ain't never told me none of this. Okay, well, can I expect you to give your key over to him? No, hell no. I ain't giving nobody nothing. Tell them to get the law to come get it. Ain't nobody getting nothing. I ain't leaving. How that sound? Sir, all I can ask you for is I need your key card and I need the key to your office. I need you to empty out your things so we can move Victor in there and, and hold, I'll, hold, I'll hold, find hold. you a place. This is just a temporary slap right now. No, you, them, all, ain't nobody getting a thing, okay? I done been here. I tell you what I go do. I go out there and I pimp slap this little son of a okay? And then I find out who his boss is or whoever the nephew is supposed to be and kick his because I ain't giving up nothing and this is I'm talking about. Y'all with the wrong one, okay? With the wrong one at this time. Because this sir, ain't nobody sir, taking nothing sir, from you're me. You're talking about beating the vice president's nephew. You're, you're, you're losing control here, uh, uh, Jason. No, I ain't losing nothing. I'm on thing control I'm going to lose is when I kick his out of that sound. And I'm going to kick the ball the CEO, all of them. How that sound? Did that make sound clear to you? No, it, it so makes no sense. Him, we're we're trying to do. just give you some place to be temporarily until I find you another slot. It ain't no other slot. My slot is my slot. I'ma kick his rat. Not how that sound to you. Sir, all I'm asking is I need your key card and I need the key to the office. Get all your things out so I can get Victor moved in within the next week. Ain't no keys, okay? All of them. I don't give a. How that sound? I don't care nothing about him, okay? Because I, see, you're going to make me somebody out here today, okay? I'm tired of this and This ain't going to happen to me. I'm going to get security to come over and walk you out, okay? No, ain't no security to walk me no way. How that sound? I came here, ain't by myself, ain't nobody to walk me up out of here. Are you having problems moving out for the nephew? The nephew, okay? The nephew is not going to come in here and take How that sound? Okay, there's another nephew that you need to be aware of. Do you know who the other nephew is? Hell no, I ain't never seen no other nephew. I ain't know that was a nephew. Let me tell you who the other one is. Who the, who the other one is? The other one is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Jason, you just got pranked. <laughs> Y'all lying with me, man? Don't play with me, man. Jason. <laughs> hey, Jason, listen, man. Man, this ain't no Tommy, man. Y'all need to put that <laughs> man. Man, y'all don't know how long the brother... <laughs> man, I worked, I worked my way up.
Man, hey, man, I ain't mean no disrespect to y'all, but, hey, man, y'all got me good, man. I got you, man. I got I got one thing to ask you, man. What's the baddest radio show in the land? <laughs> That's Steve Harvey. Morning show, man. <laughs> there you go, Shirley, your new boss. <laughs> Thank you, Junior. Coming up next, it is Ask the CLO with our chief love officer. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour in entertainment news, uh, Sherry Shepard started off her new season with a big, with big news, or we might say smaller news. She looks amazing too. Anthony Anderson's divorce is final. He gets to keep uh, his 2004 Range Rover. And is Odell Beckham Jr. Yes. dating Kim Kardashian? Yeah, we'll find out about all of these hmm. stories coming at the top of the hour. But right now, it is time to ask the CLO, Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey. Here we go. Donna in the Bahamas writes, My husband and I have downsized our lifestyle to live in a beach community. Uh, I had hoped the calmness of the water would help our marriage, but the walls are closing in on me. We need a bigger place. How do I convince him to move? I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to take your ass over there and buy one of the tiny houses for in the first damn place. I keep telling y'all. I keep telling y'all. Them damn tiny homes is way overrated. Downsizing is overrated. I'm not downsizing. I'm just going to make more. I'm not finna sit up in here in this tiny house and all my business is right here in this one little ass room. You thought that was going to help you? You thought some water outside was going to help you? Yeah. You thought because it was some water over there, it was going to help what's going on in here in a tiny house? Sitting up in here, all this stuff in arm's reach. (laughs) Your upstairs is a damn bunk bed. That's your upstairs. So you get mad. I wish I would. I don't care what it is. You could be living in the water. If your ass is in a tiny house, you have made a mistake. I don't care. You ever seen a window in a tiny house? No. Ain't nowhere to put it because you got to have something on that damn wall. You can't do nothing in a tiny house. You can't even move around in a tiny house. A lot of people love them, though. No, they don't, Shirley. They lying. They don't nobody like no damn tiny house. Don't say they lying. Lie, 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 lie. Look at her. They went and downsized. Now, look, she want a bigger house because you lie to yourself. I love it. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. This is somebody trying to lie to you about a tiny house. I love tight conditions. (laughs) I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Ask me something about a tiny house, and let me show you. Watch how this goes. Well, I mean, I have a tiny house, so... um you know, it's good because I can hook it up to my car and we can go places I can travel. That's what I like. That ain't a house. That's a trailer. <laughs> Did you just say you could hook your house up to your car? That's not yeah, a house. That's a damn trailer. You can get that. You living in a U-Haul. Go to the next question. We got no time for this. can't help you. I can show you your ignorant All ass right. over there anyway. <laughs> We're going to move on. You in the bathroom. Everybody know it. <laughs> All yeah, the moving. company. Yeah. You can't even have company in a tiny house. Excuse me, where's the restroom? You have, you have a uh, okay. restroom for guests? It's the same one. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. We're moving uh, on. Well, let me ask you this, Sherry. Let me ask you this. Okay. okay. Uh, tiny house. Okay. Birthday parties. How that look? Outside. 
It's raining Only thing outside. in the tiny house, everybody walk in one at a time, look at the cake. <laughs> Turn your ass around. Come on out of there. Yes, Carl. All right. I said it was raining, but okay. It's raining. We can't be outside for the party if it's raining. Huh. Oh, okay, so you're going to, oh, now you got to move the birthday party inside. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let me tell you how that's going to look. <laughs> Two people standing at the stove. All the guests is on the bed. Somebody going to have to sit on that toilet. <laughs> You got the two people over there at that kitchenette. <laughs> you got two people sitting at the kitchenette. The cake is on the kitchenette. In uh-huh. order for you to blow the candles out, the baby got to get down off the bed, but she can't get down off the bed because the people own it. <laughs> people like tiny houses. There's oh, a whole man. TV they show lying. about them. Surely, they lying. They done found them people that lie. Don't nobody want to like no little tiny ass house? So what? All right, we're moving on. Steph in Tampa. Uh, Mm. Steph says, I might be a mistress, but I draw the line when I am asked to come to my boyfriend's house and have sex with him amidst all of his wife's belongings. I don't know if my man has run out of money for hotels or what, but he says it's safe, so should I go? First of all, (laughs) listen to me. That ain't your man. That's right. Let's just go right there. Has my man run out of money? He not your man. Mm -hmm. He's not your man. Out the gate, he's not your man. <laughs> and here's another one. What? Come on. If you are the mistress of a man that done run out of money, what is you mistressing for? Yeah. Huh. Get out. <laughs> what is your benefit? And you don't want to go over there and have sex amongst all her things. Do you know what that's like if you in a tiny house? <laughs> what is All it like? her things is everywhere. <laughs> so she should not go. That is your answer. Man, why don't you get somebody else? Yeah. All right. Faye in High Point says, I've been with my boyfriend for 11 years and I just let him move in with me. I expected him to help out with bills and keep my house clean. He said I took care of myself before he moved in, so I'm just after his money. How do I get him to leave? <laughs> she wants him out leave. now. Wait yeah. a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. 11, 11. years. Yes. <sighs> you, ain't, what? you ain't get the message? <laughs> you, didn't, you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't pick up on it? Need a few more years. Eleven. You didn't see the. You didn't see the lack of movement. You didn't see right. the non-progression. You didn't see the relationship developing. Your relationship is what it is, and right. has been that way for eleven. He moved in, and now he don't help you. So he been keeping his money to himself for eleven years, and but he been taking everything from you, and now he in your house, and he ain't helping out. Because all you want him for is his money. Mm-hmm. Bye, boy. Mm-hmm. Boy, bye, bye, girl, boy. Girl, girl, <laughs> I don't even understand why y'all... <laughs> How does she get him out, though? You know, what does she do? Put him out. It's your house. She but you don't know how to do that. This man been doing what he want to do for 11 years. Next yeah. question. Yep. Now you want to change it in year 12. He not finished it. Right. Put him out. It's called a restraining order. All right. uh, Last one, Steve. 
This is from Honey in Ypsilanti. She says, uh, I'm 43 and I have four sons with my ex-husband and he's still very present in their lives. My fiance is 45 and he is trying hard to win my boys over, but they're hesitant. How do I get them to open up more to my fiance and let their guards down? That's that's on your fiance. He got some work to do. They daddy still active in their life. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no replacing that. All he can be is an addition. Huh. Don't go in there trying to replace. Just go in there as an addition. Hey, man, y'all want to play some ball? I got some tickets. Y'all want to go to the game? They say no. Take them down there and scalp them. That's all. <laughs> That's illegal. <laughs> <your> money. <laughs> what? That's not Coming, up. Coming up next. What's going on around the country right now at the arena? <laughs> we'll have some entertainment news for you. Thank you, CLO. Right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. There's a concert coming to town that I just have to see. He's one of my favorite artists. I already have my tickets front row. I bought the tickets months in advance. I'm so excited. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash strawberry. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash strawberry. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash strawberry. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through... It's true magic, because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. So Sherry Shepard kicked off her second season of Sherry on Monday, and she shared some big news with her audience. She opened up about having a breast reduction in July of this year because the weight of her breasts had become really painful for her. She admitted that prior to surgery, she wore a 42 double D bra, but now she is pain-free. She can sit up straight. And she feels lighter, Steve Harvey. I watched the season opener, and Sherry looked amazing. She really, really did. Uh, and it was great. Uh, it was a great way to start her show. But then on Wednesday, Sherry came back and had to go back on hiatus because she announced that she has COVID. So we'll get new shows when Sherry is COVID-free and feeling better. See, right. But she left yeah. her breasts oh, alone. See, once you cut out that extra meat, that's protection. Now Shut you up! You COVID. ain't never anyway. had a breast reduction. Anyway, I had but, one. But, I had one. Ain't nothing wrong with a breast reduction. <laughs> you didn't tell us when did you do that? Cause a long time we ago. knew. Oh long time ago. You couldn't tell. <laughs> Hell no! Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm saying. Boy, how let me tell you something, girl. You better, you better show, girl. You had a great reduction, and you here. Whoa, Lord, long time ago, long. God, dog, girl. Why you was working here? Yeah, yes. I've been working here almost 20 years. What is it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. When did you get a breast reduction? I think oh it was my like Steve. right after I had What'd you say, Sharon? I just said, oh my God, Steve, I can't believe you don't remember that. I ain't embarrassed. You got to do what you got to do. It's no, I never I never knew she had a breast reduction. Well, yeah. You had to come in and say, ta-da, y'all want to see yeah. it. I didn't do we that. We knew, yeah. <laughs> what? What did they reduce? What did, what did they do? <laughs> My breasts. That's what it's called. <laughs> so, well, now. Wait a minute now. I Man. just want to say congratulations because yeah. if that's the breast reduction, yeah. Lord have mercy. <laughs> well, you know what, too? You, you know what I like about it? To praise God. What? <laughs> you know what I like about it, too? When you get a breast reduction, they, they lift them, too. So, you know, as women age, you know, gravity sets in. So, when you get a reduction, they get a lift. So, well, this yeah, is they lifted, honey. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I I wanted because you've inspired me. Now I'm going down there and do what? <laughs> what? I'm gonna find. I'm gonna finally get this lip reduction. <laughs> and you gonna get a lip? You say you say when they take it, they lift it. You know how many times breath? my mama told me, "Boy, close your mouth for a fly fly in." Cause look at look, look right here. This how this how I do all the time. Uh-huh. Close your you know, if I ain't careful, you know, that bottom lip, you got a little weight on it, man. You know, you can't just... They can do uh, anything. I'm going to give me a... Sitting on <laughs> Sharing nothing with no damn body. Yeah. Monica Monica had one. Uh, that next. Mm, no, she didn't. No, no. Too far, too far. Let's oh, go. Okay. See, that's why. <laughs> I just talked about me. I just related to the story with Sherry Shepard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never knew that, Carla. Congratulations. You're welcome. (laughs) I don't know why I say you're welcome, but (laughs) thank you. One thing about they they ain't take a lot. Go ahead. ahead. Next story. Because I still wanted my. Okay, you talk about it. That's another day. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, Lord. Yes, you did. Because my husband was like, don't lose your mind. (laughs) (laughs) Go down there if you want. Hey. Hey, 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 we got limits. All right, careful. Easy. <laughs> All right, sure. All right. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. Well, another celebrity divorce is final. Actor and comedian Anthony Anderson's divorce from his wife, Alvina, is over. After 22 years of marriage, Alvina filed for divorce for the second time and stated, quote, irre- irreconcilable differences as the reason for the marriage ending. Anthony was ordered to pay Alvina 20000 a month for spousal support. But if his gross annual earnings exceed $2 million, he will have to pay Alvina an additional 20% of his income. Anthony gets to keep a... Huh? I'll tell you right now, go on get the paying, dog. How the hell Anthony yeah. is making two million dollars a year? He go on get the paying. Go, go, go ahead. Anthony gets to keep what? He gets to keep his two thousand four, his two thousand and four Range Rover, and their family that. home, <laughs> and their family home in Encino. Yeah, car twenty years old. It's classic though. It's a Range. <laughs> though. I'm not mad at the Range. I don't even give a damn. What is? What was that in there for? 
And uh, his that, wife. That's when you got your ass whooped in a divorce. When you don't get to keep nothing but the 2004 car. Well, they were married for 22 years, so. Yeah, the car 24 years. <laughs> I guess he, he guess he said, I had this before we got married. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. Aunt Frank, bro. I'm sorry. These yeah. jokes just keep coming. I can't stop them. I can't cut them off. <laughs> you can stop them. <laughs> they just they just running out of my mouth. I don't I'm just looking at that 2004 Range Rover. I don't even what we down here in court fighting for this here for. <laughs> it's still a range. Don't hate on the range. I don't know if it's no range. I ain't saying nothing about that. I'm the year. <laughs> well, well, his wife gets to keep her 2022 Mazda, and they have a home in Houston. So, Hold there wait, you say go. What now? His what wife gets to keep their 2022 Mazda and their home in Houston. Mazda. <laughs> Come on. Uh. Wait a minute. Hold up, man. Yo, Come on. They, uh, need to, nah. they need to not make this divorce public. I'm not going to be arguing about this Range Rover and this damn Mazda. That's not what I'm fitting to do. I wouldn't even oh, tell nobody. Uh, she and that bragging girl, what you get, girl? I got, I got, I got to keep that twenty twenty two monster. Monster. <laughs> That's the old body style uh, Range Rover too. That's nice. That's classic. Classic. What? It is. What? What? What are y'all talking about? <laughs> it's a celebrity divorce. What is we talking about? <laughs> if the blue book value on that ain't even. All right, what? listen. <laughs> Any minute double figures. What is we talking about? Uh, coming up in 20 minutes after the hour, Steve, you're going to want to hear this because there's a I'm brand new. I'm calling Aunt right now. I'm calling Aunt, <laughs> Aunt right now. Hey, man, can I see a picture of your 2004 Range Rover? <laughs> More of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, tomorrow is the first day of fall, and Halloween is just a month away. That means it's a scary, it's scary movie season, and one of the scariest movies of all time has a sequel coming, okay? It's The Exorcist Believer. The Ain't original Exorcist, of course. That. Huh? Anybody going down there to see that? <laughs> Well, we all remember the original Exorcist was released back in 1973. It starred Linda Blair and Ellen Bernstein. Ella Bernstein, uh, Ellen Bernstein will also star in the new Exorcist movie, which hits theaters October 6th. So, Steve, I got to ask you, you already said no one's going to see it, but are you excited, concerned, why interested I, I, about why, the new I Exorcist movie? I don't go down movie? there watching the devil. It's a movie, though. It's just a movie. I don't just... It's not horror movies have no interest of me. Mm-hmm. I don't special. I don't go down there talking about no devil and uh-uh. he and I and you. No, you're not. <laughs> what what was that voice? What happened? The devil be I mean you. I control you. No, you don't. No, you don't. We ain't finna play this. I ain't finna have no dreams about you. None of this here. No. Mm-hmm. So clearly the exorcist is the scariest movie. But I'm trying to figure out what I've never asked anybody, what do people get from watching horror movies? People like to be scared, Steve. They do like to be scared. Uh, In that way, because they know it's not real. In that way, they like to be scared. Yeah. You're obviously not from see, the hood. See, being black in the movie already dangerous. Just being black in life is dangerous. <laughs> that's scary to me. You know, that's the what one. What I I'm need a movie of. for? I don't need to go yeah. to no theater. 
scary movie. But, you know, uh, we the first to die anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but but Steve, yeah. didn't you um see The Exorcist? Uh, uh. You you used to like horror movies. You went yeah, to see 16, that. One. I didn't like horror movies. Oh, you just went. Biggest movie out there. Butch was driving his daddy's car, so we all got six of them out of there. Butch. daddy was... let him drive the car. I knew it was bad night when we bagging our driveway. He told the rearview mirror off the car. It was a side. I knew, I knew then. I should have got out the car right there and just went on home. How we bagging out the driveway? You done already told the rearview mirror off the car. Now we up there. At the, we at the Shaker Heights Theater trying to figure out how we're going to get this mirror back home so Butch Daddy don't beat Butch and us. <laughs> <laughs> Word, one of the worst, I've never had the worst movie experience of my life was at the Exorcist. Yeah. Wow. What, yeah. what else happened? Just everything. We sitting there, you know, oh, we, there dudes, is a little we sitting black. a chair apart. But that movie was over. We was all, we was all it was six of us. Uh-huh. We was sitting a chair apart. When the movie uh-huh. was over, we was all in two chairs. <laughs> There's, I think, a black family I saw in the trailer. A black family, a little black girl. Uh, in the oh, they ain't going to be in the movie long. <laughs> yeah. She's That's doing some of the same stuff. Yeah. yeah. They in the movie, but they Reagan finish doing. the movie. Uh-uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> then the black granddaughter going to eat their ass. <laughs> Talk about typecast, Linda Blair. The Exorcist Believer in theaters October 6th. Coming up next, Roscoe Wallace is joining us right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as promised, he is here, Roscoe. (laughs) Carla. All day, baby. What's going on, Will Shirley? Hey, Roscoe. Here's up, Carla. What's up, Roscoe? What's happening? Junior. Uh, my man, my Roscoe, man. my hero, boy. What up, Missy? What's going on with you? Yeah. All right, dude. What, <laughs> what, what going on today? All right, let's get to it. Okay, first of all, Roscoe, yesterday was the 21st day of September, Earth, Wind, and Fire Day. Boy, we're, we're a great group of all time. Yeah, come on, Roscoe. Tell me, break yeah. it down. What, what happened on the 21st See, day? See, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh-huh. Got started a while back. I knew the I knew the founder, Irwin and Fire, Maurice. But I knew Maurice Daddy. What was his name? Clarence. Clarence White. <laughs> Clarence White had a group called <laughs> Pluto, Mars, and Venus. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the planet. Yeah. That was the planet. That was bigger. That was the universe. Then <laughs> then they came out with Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh-huh. Them just elements. Pluto, Mars, and Venus. They call him PMV. Mm-hmm. That's why EWM, Irwin and Fry, PMV, or Pluto, Mars, and Venus. That's how it all got started right there. Really. A little history for you, though. So it was September 21st, then their big hit was November. November? It was November. <laughs> when we first had Thanksgiving, pilgrims and everybody living. They ran all the Indians away. Oh, God. Oh, my God. They should have left them up on Plymouth Rock. Should have froze them. Should have let them drop, but they helped them. Uh-huh. And the white folks came, took it away. Thanksgiving in November. Oh that was, that was his own. Wow. <laughs> you didn't know that, did you? Yeah. Did not. You breaking it down? You breaking it down. All right. All right, so shout out to Earth, Wind, and Fire. Right there on Plymouth Rock, let the air freeze. 
Scoot the We'd had another trouble. Now they all reservation and everything. They ain't even had to have mm. All come uh-huh. from helping their ass. Uh oh, you staying woke now, uh-huh. Roscoe? Yeah, all right, yeah, let's switch gears. What's what the moral of the story? Next time you see somebody freezing, let the air freeze. <laughs> <laughs> Not the history lesson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ooh, what else you got? Steve talked about the song "As We Lay." It's by Shirley Murdoch. So. The song was written by Billy Beck and Larry Troutman, as we lay. So, I want you to tell me, do you know any, did you know Billy? Did you know Larry Troutman? First of all, that's a lie. Okay. (laughs) Which part? I wrote that song, too. (laughs) As we lay. And the reason Shirley sang it, because that's who I laying with. <laughs> Shirley Murdoch and me. I woke Shirley Howe one night. And it got crazy. And I fell asleep. And then here she come, and that's how the song goes. And we laid. We forgot about the price we had to pay. Shirley didn't pay no damn price. That was all me. So you were married at the time, Roscoe? No, but I was seeing somebody though. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. oh, and then you I was Shaka Khan mama. <laughs> <laughs> what was her name? Rocker. Rocker Khan. Boy, me and Rocker Khan. That was, that was a nickname, Rocker, because she'll walk a world on you. <laughs> <laughs> All day, Shaka Khan mama back then. And that's how we go to all that shit. All right. Monday Night Football. Country music singer Chris Stapleton and Snoop Dogg redid In the Air Tonight for Monday Night. Horrible ass idea. Yeah. I don't really. I had. I need more time to tell that story because I got to be careful with it. Because you know, I'm still <laughs> <still living. laughs> Yes, he is. Very okay. much so. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want no drama. I ain't worried about the country singer. I kick his ass. But Snoop, Snoop on the other hand, yeah, he do. All West that old tripping and all that. I ain't got no time. For all right. Nah. Thank you, Roscoe. We gotta go. Coming all up right, next, man, it I is a prank you. phone call. Have me that next time. I straighten it out for you. <laughs> okay. Prank phone call with Junior in for the nephew right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at about four minutes after the hour, it's my strawberry letter for today, and the subject is I smelled like him all day. Hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Oh, I don't know what that is. That could be a good or a bad thing. We'll find out in just a few (laughs) when we do the strawberry letter, because right now it is time for today's prank phone call with Junior in for the nephew, Junior, Mm -hmm. Junior, Junior, Junior. Yeah, well, (laughs) day 2,900 I have for y'all. What? (laughs) This is what I have for y'all. He's not working here no more. I know y'all going to tell me. I know it. I'm just waiting. Tommy, you talking about Tommy? Yeah, he is not working. I know it because this is day two. This is day three thousand nine hundred and sixteen. So I just, just, just wait for it. We'll see what happens. Just hook it up at the daycare. That's the prank for today. <laughs> hook it up at the daycare. All right. He gonna have to explain it, dude. Italy ain't that big. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I'm trying to uh, reach Frida. This is Frida, and who is this? You don't know me. My name is uh, Lonnie. Lonnie, I wanted to call you. I've been looking for trying to get your phone number actually for like about the last, about two weeks now. What do you need uh, my number for, baby? Can you get on with it? Because I'm on lunch break. I'm trying to hear me eat my lunch, and 
I need you to come on with. Uh, okay. Now, is your, um, your husband is... Uh, <laughs> what is your name again? My name is Lonnie. Lonnie... Okay. Okay, and you asking about my husband. Now, what about... Yes, that's my husband. See, the problem I'm, I'm having, Miss uh, Frida, is that I, I, I looked through my wife's cell phone about two, three weeks ago, mm-hmm. and, and I found out that this actual phone number belonged to your husband named... And he, he been text messaging her... Stop right there. Stop, stop, stop right there. Wait a there. minute, because, it, but see, th- let me finish, though. He he been text messaging her, different uh, text messaging stuff about he want to meet up with her and, and how she looked the other day and stuff like this here. But uh-huh. then, but then even worse than this here is he, you know, done sent some, some, some pictures of himself, some, some naked pictures on the, on the, uh, on, on, on the cell phone. Please, so, baby, 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 please. No, no, sir. Not I know not Because if anything, if he's texting anybody, need to be an employer about a job. I, I know you're not telling me. Who, baby, who is your wife? What's your name again? What's your name again? My name is Lonnie, and my, my, my wife name is, is, my wife name is Denise. 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 Mm-mm. That ain't registering with me. I, I, I don't. We pretty much have an open relationship where we kind of communicate and... Mm-mm. I don't, I don't know nothing about no Denise. And we okay, have to let me ask you this. I don't okay, know no do, do, do your husband's last four digits on his phone is 6822? Huh. Yeah, that would be the last four digits. Okay, see, that's what I'm saying. Man, I'm not trying to call you. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm disappointed in my wife because of these text messages and these pictures and stuff. You know, I'm, I'm the one... I, that's why I say, okay, I need to call this man's wife right here and see what, you know, do she okay, even know it? Uh-uh, uh-uh. I need you to wait a minute back up, baby. Be quiet for a minute. Look here. Okay. Denise, you're lying. Okay, where they supposed to admit it? What, what, uh, you know, because we used to go everywhere together when we go. To, first of all, the don't work. Let's, let's go there. He does not work. Uh, okay, so I don't know where it is when he got when he generally when he leaves the house we're together. So I, where did they meet? With what? How did how did they meet two weeks ago? You say? Because oh, I'm listening to you now. You got. Well, my I don't. Team. I don't know if they met two weeks ago. I'm just. I just found uh, him in the cell phone two weeks ago. That's what I'm saying. Now you say if you saying he don't work, then evidently it must be during the day while you gone or something. I don't do. I mean, you you say you on your lunch break right now. Yeah, uh-huh. And where okay. is your wife right now? Wait a minute. Where, do you know where your wife is right now? Uh, Well, she's supposed to be at, at work right now. And you know what? I just called. He told me he was going to get in the tub. And when I called back, it was taking a long. He used it. it, it uh-huh. Okay. It, yeah. Okay. If I ain't have to go back in this hospital, baby, baby, baby. See, it, yeah. Where is your wife? I need you to get to. We need to see where your wife is. Well, see, my wife works at a... Uh, at a, at a, now, hold, wait a minute. Do y'all have do y'all have kids? Yeah, yeah, we got kids, and that's my problem. That's why I'm so upset. I'm working all day. I get up at four in the morning to make sure I got everything prepared for the whole day. Got to get the kids. We have three kids: one, two, and three. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We have now, three now, he, kids. He, is he the one? Because see, I, I is do he? Because my wife works at a at a daycare. Do he drop them off at a daycare? Don't start. You, 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 baby. You dr- is getting deeper. If I get to this, what daycare does your wife work at, baby? Because I see, mm-mm. 
Mm-mm. Don't start me. Yeah, he's dropping them off. Okay. Uh huh. If you tell me tonight, baby, just tell me if they are plum. I swear, Lonnie. Now, now she's been at this place called <laughs> Children's Academy. You are for- lie. You better not tell me this non-working. Is with the that's supposed to be watching our kids? See, oh, see, nah. see. I'm already. Oh, nah. And see, but see, I'm already upset and been upset about this year's for the last, I've been holding it for the last two weeks. I've been holding it. I ain't said nothing till the next. Why the you I, hold it? Why are you holding it? Y'all crazy. Will, why is you holding You should have been called me. What? This a, oh, this a when he get his, let me tell you something. I get up at four every morning. And this a, I go to, I have to be to work for 6.30 every morning. I get to that damn hospital. I slave all they did come home and slave for him. Try to make sure he feels good as a man, although he's not working. You know, it wasn't his fault he got laid off. But, hey, I want him to feel good, although he's not working. Because, you know, y'all don't feel too good when you're not working. So I wanted him to feel good. I tell the kids, you know, it's going to be okay. But I bet you this got that something. Wait a minute because now, because that kid. is my wife. Don't be f***ing her. She's my wife. Not not. Wait a minute. Now, but wait a minute. See, I told you it was ignorant, because, see, you should have been calling me long ago. Let me tell you how you ignorant, too. See, she's a first of all, because she said she too stuff. She said he raised that out of her. She don't know how to play the game. And she with my husband, and he's sending her naked pictures. He ain't got to be showing her no way. Trust me, it ain't worth showing. I was just with him because he was a good man. I guess my is dumb, too. Oh, when I get on this I was going to ask you this here, because... Is go ask, what the do you want to ask? What can you ask me? You just told me this here is with your wife, some named Denise. Yes, that's what I said. And this is the that's watching the twins. Baby, we have twins. Do you hear me? Can I say something else to you? I don't need you to say a thing. Can I say one more thing? What the do you need to say? This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your husband Gerald. This is so. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> that got to there to be pranking me. He needs to be trying to find a job. You know what? <laughs> this is some. This I'm going to get it when I get home. His non-working. Radio show in the land. <laughs> Definitely the Steve Harvey morning show. Next week, I'm with you. Know I'm gonna get you. you <laughs> <laughs> okay, Shredder, there you go. Hooking up at the daycare. Wow, too much. Yeah, much. yeah. He ain't even here. Still doing English stuff. I'm telling. <laughs> Always messing with people. Always in the country, oh. out of the country. Out the country. Don't matter where he at. He's doing the same thing. Don't mm-hmm. even know where he's at. Yeah. Have you ever been to Italy? In in Vegas. <laughs> they had a little Italian restaurant that looked just like it. Venetian or something? Yeah. At the Venetian. I was just right in. That's about the closest I've been to Italy. I, you couldn't tell me it was Italians around. <laughs> Thank you, Junior. Coming up next, Strawberry Letter. I smelled like him all day as a subject. We'll get into that right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com. And uh, we could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. And you never know, it could be yours. <laughs> it could be yours. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Strawberry Letter with my good friend, Shirley Strawberry. Thank you, my good friend, Junior. Subject, I smelled like him all day. Dear Stephen Shirley, I've been married for almost 17 years to my best friend. I love him, but I'm not in love with him. We operate as a married couple in public and around our children, but he does not always sleep in our bedroom with me, and I assume it's because I don't have sex with him. Uh, we stopped having sex almost two years ago because my husband passed along an infection to me, and to this day, he claimed he wasn't messing around around with anyone. After that, I found myself a special friend for my special needs, and we have been practicing safe sex for the past eight months. My husband commented on my change of attitude recently, and he accused me of cheating, but he couldn't prove a thing until yesterday. Our son had tryouts for basketball, and he slipped and fell in the gym. I was on the other side of town at my boyfriend's place. My child called me screaming in pain, saying that his leg was broken. Uh, so I rushed to his school to be with him. My son had also called his father. So we got there at the same time. I followed my husband and my son to the ER so we could get some x-rays. My son ended up pulling a muscle, but nothing was broken. As my husband pushed our son out of the ER in a wheelchair, he told me that I smelled like I had just rolled around in the hay with a man. Well, I had. But that was none of his concern. We all went to grab burgers, and my husband sat on the other side of the table because he said my boyfriend's cologne bothered him. I just laughed and kept enjoying my dinner. How can he judge me after what he did? Is he even worthy of me making up a lie, or should, should I let him wonder if I'm cheating on him? Hmm. 
Okay, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure what you want from Steve and I in this letter and why. Uh, Your husband brought home an infection, which, of course, was terrible. And and then he lied and said he wasn't messing around with anyone. Well, how else do you get an STI um, if you're not sleeping with someone else? I mean, it it was over for you after that, you're saying. You can get it from potato chips. You can get it from potato chips. (laughs) A sexually transmitted infection. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it was over for the wife after that. Um, And any signs of a real marriage were gone. I mean, you already have another man now. And for the most part, your husband knows it. He just wants you to admit it and you won't. I don't know what admitting you cheated will do in your case because you guys aren't trying to fix anything. You're not trying to get help to fight and, and get your real marriage back. You know, the one that you said you once had. Um, you're not even trying to get divorced. I mean, you've admitted to no longer being in love with your husband. So my question is, what are you guys doing? I mean, you're just staying together for appearances and for the kids sake. You don't sleep together. So where are you trying to go with this? Um, I, I don't see any sign of hope for reconciliation reconciliation in this letter. I, I just think it's a disrespectful marriage. It's convenient for you guys for right now. And I wonder how long you guys can continue this way. I mean, what? I don't understand what you're doing. Steve? <sighs> <laughs> you know. Not a sigh and a tooth sucking at the same some time. Some of these letters, man, I just... I mean, look... You've been married for 17 years. Here's the whole thing to your best friend. I love him, but I'm not in love with him. Marriage over. It's over. It's it's a wrap. If you're not in love with the person that you're married to, it's a wrap. You know, I got some partners I love. I got some, some brothers that I love. I'm not in love with him, so guess what? We not married. See how that work? What? See, I'm just saying, it's really as simple as that. Yeah. It's You're not in love. I don't care how good a damn friend you are. If you're married and you're not in love, it's a wrap. It's over. We operate as a married couple in public and around our children, but he does not sleep in our bedroom with me. Next line. I assume it's because I don't have sex with him. Well, I be damned. Ain't you right? <laughs> Ta-da. Did a ding. That light bulb ain't go off. I, he's not in our bedroom. I assume because I don't have sex with him. Then here's the reason. We stopped having sex two years ago because my husband passed along an infection to me, and to this day he claims he wasn't messing around with anybody. Okay? After that, I found myself a special friend for my special needs. Y'all in here talking about like y'all just riding around in wheelchairs. What, 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 what the hell is you talking about? I found me a special friend to take care of my special needs. Y'all, that ain't what this is. You know what you mean. You done got with somebody to get your wig blowed back. You know what she means. You getting your ankles held. Y'all in there frying bacon. (laughs) 
What? Y'all in there looking for oil. <laughs> Sitting up in here talking about we stopped having sex. And I found myself a special friend for my special needs. All right, hold on. Hang on to that thought. Like y'all in the Olympics somewhere. Coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. That ain't what uh, this is. We'll recap today's strawberry letter. You're nasty. We'll have, part, we'll have part two of Steve's response. The strawberry letter subject, I smelled like him all day. Special needs. <laughs> we'll get back into it right after this. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's strawberry letter. The subject is, I smelled like him all day. Yeah, well, you've been married for 17 years to a man that you are no longer in love with. He's your best friend. You love him, but you ain't in love with him. Marriage is over. It's a wrap. It's nothing but proof after this. And then you says, you know, uh, we act like we married in public for our children and all this here. But he does not always sleep in our bedroom with me. Then she said, I assume it's because I don't have sex with him. Well, you got that right. <laughs> I assume it's because I don't have sex with him. And y'all stopped having sex two years ago because he brought home an infection and swore up and down he wasn't messing around with nobody. So now you done cut him off for two years. I understand that. Cool. But now you done set up here and found yourself a special friend for my special needs. What you're not fitting to do is take this letter and try to get us to feel sorry for you with all this special needs conversation. Because that ain't what it was. It ain't that type of special needs. Y'all ain't in the damn Olympics. And you ain't got no sticker hanging off your rearview mirror in your car. <laughs> you ain't got a ramp going up now set of steps at your house. You ain't got no van with no lift on it. None of that. <laughs> Something's wrong with you. <laughs> your ass ain't getting no damn discounts at AARP. You ain't getting none of that. <laughs> what you not fitting to do lately mm -hmm. is try to make us feel sorry for you. Talking about you found a special friends for your special needs. Mm -hmm. Oh. Them ain't the needs you was taking care of. Mm -hmm. Special friend with some special needs. Like you just giving money to St. Jude's or something. You need to get out of here. You gonna stop this here. Evil ass letter. <laughs> oh, Trying to make letter. us feel sorry for you. <laughs> like you got a special friend with some special needs. Like you just run around helping handicapped people. You ain't getting none of this from us. <laughs> you see through her. You see. You're sitting up in here. Special needs. You got your leg all back on the headboard with your toes <laughs> grabbing the slots on the iron bed post. That don't look like no special needs to me. Yeah. Anyway, we've been practicing safe sex for eight months. Oh, really? Oh, really? My husband commented on my change of attitude recently, and he accused me of cheating, but he couldn't prove it. You are. You are cheating. You said it in the letter. Until yesterday. Our son had trials for basketball. He slipped and fell in the gym. I was on the other side of town in my boyfriend's house, getting my special needs taken care of by this special man. And we was not on the ramp outside at the house because we don't really use wheelchairs. <sighs> 
My child called me screaming in pain, saying his leg was broken with his little lying ass. You know, if you break your leg and you a boy, you can't use the phone. Do you know that? You can't use the phone. You can't use the phone. Your leg broken, you a child. You know how bad you hollering. You can't remember nobody's number. You can't do nothing with that phone. You don't want no damn phone. You trying to pull yourself together. I done broke a bone in my body. You you ain't, uh uh-uh. You ain't got time for nothing else. You got to pull yourself together. Mm. Talking about his leg is broken. I rushed to the school to be with him. Then he had time to call his daddy. He making a whole lot of phone calls with his broke-ass leg. <laughs> this little boy really got himself together. So we were both there at the same time. I followed my husband and son to the ER so we could get some x-rays. This little lying punk-ass boy yours ain't did nothing but pull a muscle. The hell you get confused, a pull muscle with a broke leg. You done pull the muscle. That's in the back of your leg, boy. So you're mad at the sun now? <laughs> I done set up in here and left my man's house. He over here frying bacon and everything. We over here doing special needs activities for the day, trying to earn ourselves a sticker for our car. We trying to qualify for the tag that hang on your rear view mirror. We in here doing special needs activities, and you done interrupted me. Now I'm sitting up in here. You ain't even broke your leg. Punk ass got a pool muscle. Then as my son, that's my husband, pushed our son out of ER in a wheelchair, he told me I smelled like I had just rolled around in the hay with a man. Well, I had. Okay, what is the letter for? I don't understand why she wrote. Right, right. Well, I had. But that was none of his concern. You his wife. The hell are you talking about? Y'all pushing y'all boy out of ER. Y'all doing that together. Remember how you said how y'all operate as a married couple in public and around our children? Mm. You're out in public, you're at the ER. And you're around your children, hit dumb ass in the wheelchair. Then told you he broke a leg. You could have left his ass over there, but oh no. You Now you got to get out of all this hay you in because you've been rolling around in this hay with this special needs person. Trying to get your special needs taken care of. Y'all in here, you know how hard it is to roll around in a chair, wheel, how roll around in a hay wheelchair? Mm-hmm. Oh, don't know. But I'm no. sure you're going to tell us. I'm yeah, sure I'm you're going to share. Your lying ass. We were all went to grab burgers, and my husband sat on the other side of the table because he said my boyfriend's cologne bothered him. You all up in here with that cheap ass cologne on. Probably had on some brute or some high karate. Sitting up in here with his old ass. Sitting up here with that. You got all this, all this Halston on this damn polo. You sound, you smell like the whole bottle with the horse on it. All right, leave your comments on today's Strawberry Letter on Instagram at Steve Harvey FM and check us out on the Strawberry Letter podcast on the free iHeartRadio app where free never sounded so good. Coming up next is Junior and Sports Talk right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, it is time now for Junior and Sports Talk with Pimpin. Pimpin. It ain't just time for just Junior. <laughs> <laughs> Not on today, it ain't. What's up, uh-uh. Junior? What's happening, Pimpin? Let's get into hey, it, man. What's up, Shirley? What's going hey, on? Hey, Pimpin. What's up, Chocolate? You good? Hey, Pimpin, what's happening? Right. Hey, I was listening to the radio the other day. Congratulations on the operation. <laughs> that was today, Pimpin, earlier. Oh, okay. <laughs> Congratulations. You know, the reduction and all. That was oh, yeah, I had a breast reduction a long, long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> that was impressive. Congratulations on it. <laughs> Thank you, Pimpin. You didn't want to take Monica in there with you? Yeah. Oh, well, you move along. <laughs> Come on, Junior. Here we go, Come Pimpin. On, Cowboys, <laughs> Cardinals, Pimpin. Cowboys, Cotton Cowboys, finna be three and zero, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, Bears, Chiefs, Pippin. 
Bears and oh. the Chiefs. Come on now, let's stop this here. Let's stop this Chiefs. You know, good and well. Chicago ain't finna be no damn Kansas City. Just okay. mad at the coach and all this here. Mm. <laughs> here we go, Pivot. Steelers, Raiders. Come mm. on, Raiders. Come on, Raiders. <laughs> <No>. mm. <laughs> okay, Pivot. Eagles, Buccaneers. Mm. I got to take that call back. I'm going to have to go with the Steelers. Okay. Oh, you know, pick them. I don't want the Steelers to win. Come on, Raiders. He's okay. torn on that game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eagles, Buccaneers, Pippin. T- man, that boy down there, Baker Mayfield, got them Buccaneers two and over. There ain't no yeah. way in hell he finna beat them Eagles, baby. Jalen Hurt, sci-fi. <laughs> okay. Rams, Bengals. Oh, huh. Bengals. Now, they ain't trying to make I'm going to go for the Rams. I'm tired of them talking about the Bengals. Bengals need yeah. their hands. <laughs> okay, Pippin. Titans, Browns. Just tell me how you feel. There you go. There we you ain't go. got no Nick Chubb, but we done signed Kareem Hunt. He back, baby. Colts, Ravens. Well, Ooh. no, no, the Ravens, man. I'm sorry. And right. plus, my boy, the, the little young quarterback might not be there. So, I'm at, there ain't nobody whipping Lamar. Come on, man. Yeah. Okay. Here we go, man. Patriots, Jets. Uh, I'm going to go with the Jets. Zach Wilson going to show up. Okay. All right. Here we go, mm. Pippin. Bills, Commanders. Woo. Washington is 2-0. and oh. Ain't been that way in a long time, but it's finna mm. stop now, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Saints-Packers. Oh, I'm going with the Saints, baby. Yeah, Who that? going with the Saints, for real? Who that? <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Broncos-Dolphins, man. Man, damn, Russell Wilson. I'm sure pulling for you, but two of them is not messing around. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's it, man. Maybe yeah. we'll come back, do some more or something. Yeah. yeah I don't know. It's three more games left. <laughs> All right, right after this. <laughs> Talking like I'm Steve. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. All right, we're back with uh, Junior and Pimpin with Sports Talk. Yeah. Okay, Pimpin, here we go. Falcons, Lions, Pack, Pimpin. 
Oh, man, the Falcons is playing, but you know I'm a Detroit boy all the way, baby. (laughs) Detroit. Yeah. Chargers Vikings. I told you, I'm not picking the Vikings no more this year. <laughs> I don't give a damn what happened. <laughs> <I guess laughs> Chargers. <laughs> Panthers, Seahawks. Pippin, how you feeling? You know, man, I've been watching this game. Mm-hmm. And this young boy in Carolina, uh-huh. I'm liking him more and more. You know, they struggling a little bit. But I thought the Seahawks was going to be way cold in their head. So I'm just going to go on and pull for the Panthers. Okay, give it last <laughs> one, man. <laughs> Texans, Jaguars. Oh, God. Well, you know, Steve be real hard on y'all. Uh-huh. But I'm finna, I'm finna do something that you don't think I'm going to do. What you going to do, Pepe? What? Come on. I'm going I'm to pick the Texans. <gasps> what? <laughs> oh, psych. Oh. Come on, Shirley. I just wanted you to feel something for a couple seconds that y'all didn't feel all year long like a win. That's cold bloody. You know, but the Texans gonna win one game, man. They are what what week is gonna be though? Oh, probably after the bye. <laughs> after the bye week. After, okay. after the bye, it's like seven. Yeah, they're going to get a rest or something like that and then come yeah. back and shock everybody. Texas okay. ain't going to lose all their games, though. Ah, well, I can't take it. I, I ain't picking them this weekend. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> he really I'm had you, though, for ball. a second, Junior. Yeah, he, he did. really he had really you. Made me yeah. feel like he was going to pick them. <laughs> you, know. you know, man, pimps can't make too many mistakes. You know, I'm going to give y'all give y'all some flowers while y'all living because, you know, a lot of people don't do that. Uh-huh. I want to congratulate y'all, man, for being the only radio show in the world with a pimp on it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I just don't like You know, I recognize, you know, the opportunity that I have in front of me and, you know, uh-huh. the chance uh-huh. y'all take with me. Because uh-huh. people, you know, pimps have such a negative reputation and everything. But I told y'all. Yeah, you think? Yeah, rightfully yeah, so. Because uh, my pimping ain't got nothing to do with women. No. Right. Oh, these no. Games. My pimping uh-huh. is all life. I've been pimping the game. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I've been Uh pimping life, man. I only got, you know, I got some women, but they ain't out there like y'all think. They ain't out there doing nothing like that. That ain't ain't godly. Okay, Pimpin'. Well, you think you ever get married or anything, Pimpin'? Oh, no, no, I can't do that. (laughs) Yes, we well, draw the line. Say? Yeah, oh, with your godly pimp? stuff. Say that to yourself. <laughs> See? Say it to yourself. You can change the game, Pimpin. That don't make no sense. You can't be no married pimp. I'm going to have to Settle quit down. saying that. <laughs> Maybe you I want to quit down. saying that, you know, because you got a wife and everything. Talking about how you going to tell that, talking about you a pimp. How you yeah. think they going to look at me? I don't want to hear all that. Oh, you don't want to be judged. I've been single so long. I ain't never been married, dog. That ain't marriage for me. But Uh you just said you was pimping the game, so it doesn't matter. If your wife will understand pimping the game, game of life, not just... Wait a minute. You Mm -hmm. just said something that don't make no damn sense. (laughs) What (laughs) wife gonna understand what? (laughs) You said the game of life. Y'all ain't (laughs) understanding? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Why do you say that, pimping? Why do you say that? Because women, that ain't what y'all, y'all not understanding. <laughs> Damn. When y'all get that title? Understanding. <laughs> We've always been Carrie, understanding Sherry, and loving nurturing. and caring. You ain't yeah. never been understanding. Yeah. You don't yeah. understand nothing. 
As long as you tell us <laughs> the truth. Damn thing. As long yeah. as you, See, tell, as long us you truth. tell the truth. Right there. You don't even understand that. See that? Uh, what? Damn, That's proven point. You have a problem with the truth? Pimpin', is that what you're saying? You don't tell the truth? What are you saying? Surely. When? Yes, Pimpin'. <laughs> <laughs> the hell is we on Wow. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> Coming up, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey that, Morning Show right after this. In general, like questions. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. We are all big fans of Vegas, so check this out. Just like the esteemed Fountain Blue Hotel in Miami, Las Vegas will soon have its own Fountain Blue Resort. It will open on December 13th after 23 years in development. It took 23 years and $3.7 billion to complete this 67-story complex. It has seven pools, 36 restaurants and bars, and a top-floor private club. It will also be home to Live Nightclub that will rival Miami. Miami's Live Nightclub. And good news for MGM Resorts worldwide. The hotels and casinos are now back to normal after being down for a week as a result of the uh, cyber attack disrupting its computer systems. So there you go. Woo, that's okay. good news. Mm-hmm. I was planning on going to Vegas for my birthday. <laughs> Need y'all to have it together. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Ex- What's the name of this new place going to be? It's the Fountain Blue Hotel. You know, like the one in Miami, the big oh, one. resort. Yeah, it's gonna be a resort. No, no. Why not? No, with the lit with the live uh, nightclub in it. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Oh no. Uh-huh. Why? You gotta stay away. That's yeah. too much. Caesars is where we gonna be at. I don't really do Caesars. You know, I get them. I like. I, I used to like Bellagio. They kind of got a little attitude with me over there. I don't know what happened because. How they have Somebody listening now from the Bellagio Cure get fired. What <laughs> <laughs> we'll take advantage of you? But you know, winning. Bellagio changed after Jay Z did that song. Uh huh. All right, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 33 minutes after the hour. We will play a round of Would You Rather right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. It is time now for a round of Would You Rather. Would you rather go shopping with your wife or would you rather do brunch with her and her girlfriends? Who? Oh, no. I'd rather go shopping with my wife. Shopping? Yeah, shopping with my wife. All day. Mm -hmm. Okay. I already know it's in the cost. But brunch with her girls? Mm-hmm. One subject can last the entire day. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> All, right. All right. Would you rather live without your bottom teeth or would you rather live without facial hair? Oh, no. We're going to need the bottom teeth. <laughs> I'm going to have to. I'm- so no nah, I can't cut this mustache off. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this damn teeth. <laughs> so you going to give up your teeth over your mustache? Woo, I can't cut this mustache off. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Lord have mercy, boy. <laughs> All right, would you rather spit when you talk or have spit around the corners of your mouth? Ew. Oh, when you talk. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah, I spit when I talk. Yeah. Yeah, we, we do that now on stage. Yeah, I feel right. sorry for the people in the front row. <laughs> Damn, Juicy mouth. So. Yeah. <laughs> On stage. Man. You say on stage. You seen these lips. How the hell am I talking without spitting? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Would you rather, would you rather be announced when you walk in the room? Would you rather be announced or would you rather, 
Yeah, that's how I'm, I'm living that life. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about okay. that life. Now or would you rather be ignored by everyone? Oh, no. I'm about that life. Yeah. Hey. Okay. You hey, want to be in I now. walked in. Ladies I, and gentlemen. Taylor came to the house yesterday to do some alterations. Had an mm-hmm. assistant with him. I walked down the steps. They was at the foot of the steps waiting on me. I said, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only, that damn Steve Harvey. And them two people started clapping. I allow you I'm used to when I walk in the room getting a round of applause. I'm used to that. Yes. <laughs> okay, I know the other day, dudes was at my ranch fixing the docks. Uh-huh. I got out the truck, never seen him. I said, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only, that damn Steve Harvey. Guess what they did? They started clapping. I ain't even asking to. <laughs> That is your life. <laughs> I tried that with my wife. It don't really work like that for me. She came what home. Happened? I announced myself. Said, "Ladies and gentlemen, kill the one space." And she said, "Get the groceries out the car." I swear to God. So she make an announcement. No yeah. applause. She nothing, Junior. Me. Nothing. No. And right. you do this all the time. Uh, <laughs> see, your, your name don't really come. Kill the one. <laughs> Anybody That's his name. Gentlemen. What are you going to do about it? Uh, Just take your that? space. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, kill the one space. What? I love your name, though, Care. All right, coming up at 49 minutes after, uh, we'll have some closing. We'll close out the show. Kill space. We'll close out the show with Steve Harvey right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. All right, here we go, guys. Our last break of the day on this Friday. It's been sure, a good week. I have a uh, interesting closing remark because it's really about something Junior said. Okay. Mm-hmm. I said that I'm on your uh, Would You Rather. You was talking about Would You Rather A, B, when you walk in, be announced, or mm-hmm. B, walk in and be ignored. Now, uh-huh. give me the damn announcement. You know, it's, it's always it's a price for fame. It is. It's a penalty. You're a public figure. You're open to scrutiny, lies, mm-hmm. you know, rumor, innuendo, subject. People talking about you you don't even know. At least give me something out of it. Now, Junior says he don't do that because I walked into the room one day. I said, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only, that damn Steve Harvey. And somebody asked me one time, you, that sounds like arrogant to call yourself the one and only. You know another one? <laughs> I, it's ain't but one me do you know that you're absolutely free to say that about yourself and I would not be offended if you walked in and said ladies and gentlemen the one and only kill spate I'll let you say that cause it is it's just one of you but I don't know why people get offended though that just sounds arrogant you walking around talking about you the one and only hell I am I, I am the one and only Steve Harvey that's ain't no more you got TV cut it on where they at so that's what it is. I'm the one and only. Now, Junior, part of your problem is when you announce your name, you announce your whole government name. 
Ladies and gentlemen, kill Lawan Space. What? That's too many questions in there. Y'all ready? Kill is already a different name. I don't know no other man nowhere named Kill. Uh-huh. And then, what is the Luan about? What is that? That's a simple little name. name, and I love Kier. I you think know, that's a t- very small. unique name. Yeah. Well, Shirley, you once again didn't say nothing because you said I love Luan is a very unique name. I love no Kier. I said I didn't say Luan. You said Kier, but okay. Shirley, <laughs> I said where Luan come from? You said I like Kier. Kier is oh, a I, special name. No, I didn't hear about that part. Luan. Talking about no one. Luan is different. <laughs> see right there. See how yeah. she said, Junior. Yeah. So you got to you got to own your name now. Share with me now. Now come on, own your name now. Say it. You know what I'm saying? Hey, listen. Um, I thank y'all so much, but because guess what? Killer one space is in the room. Did I own see? It? Now it sound like you said killing one. Like you can hurt somebody. <laughs> Like, see, like, it sounded to me like you said, I'm killer one in putting here. Now, that, that's, that, that's more gangster. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, because okay. it sounded like you said killer one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Killer one. Yeah, I, I, that's, that's what I was, I was saying, my, my name, because all my life, that's all they call me was, you know, I get in trouble. Killer one. That's, that's it. They just run it together. Because black people going to run it together. Then you, your response is killer one. You say, well, I kill you too. <laughs> ain't got to be response? one. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's scary yeah. about it. Are you killer one? I kill you too. See, <laughs> see how that go? See, Jim, you got to be wow. quick with it. Yeah. You got to yeah. turn your name into some, some people when you come out, killer one. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this, Uncle. Yeah. When did you start saying this, Uncle? How old was you when you started saying the one and only Steve Harvey? When, you, when did you start that? About like, where did that come out of it? 30 when I was homeless because when I was homeless I still had a dream of being on TV so I used to practice it all the time oh okay ladies and gentlemen the one and only Steve Harvey on on my wife's page she said Marjorie Harvey wife of the one and only Steve Harvey I got everybody convinced of that Mm -hmm. know that yeah promise I am the one and only. That, not, you know, that, that sound arrogant to me. Because uh, you insecure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just you confidence know. on your part. Now, why does my confidence, as soon as my confidence bump up into your insecurity, now I got to be arrogant. Well, your ass is insecure. <laughs> I am the one and only. But you could easily say that about yourself. Yeah. I'm the one and only Steve Harvey. I ain't no more. You got another one? What at? I'm li- hella listening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What at? Mm-hmm. So that's why I've, I've learned to be like that. So now, so what you ought to do, Kill, is come uh-huh. up with a name because Kill Space ain't working. Wait a minute. What? What? Do you have to crush all my dreams in life? Everywhere. <laughs> you want to tell this man in 40 something his name? My name working. ain't working. The Don't time you effort. Because you've not embraced name. the entirety of it, is what I'm trying to get you to see. Okay. okay, well, you introduce Teach him and make me it sound how you important. Embrace it. How you- Ladies and gentlemen, from the Steve Harvey Morning Show, from his own radio show on weekends in Atlanta, Georgia, mm-hmm. you've seen him on BET Comic View. Okay. He has been on tour with the one and only Steve Harvey. He okay. has been a writer on the Steve Harvey Show and the Judge Show. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands and go for that damn killer wall. Hey! What? 
I go Junior. see me. I'm telling you right now. Wait a minute. You'll buy a Kill ticket, Kill dog. What? It'll have a ring to it. And, now, and, it, and it ain't too late. Uh, the way you just did that, I promise you, I just don't even need the space part. Not it your last working. name. <laughs> it ain't working. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a vote on it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Who all for Killer One? Killer One. Okay. I'll take. Okay. I love I'll go with He Kira don't Wan. need to I'll be corrected. It's Killer. Be quiet. We got to go. Just a Come dream on, killer with your proper ass. Girl, please. Have a good weekend. Go somewhere. Y'all have a good weekend, man. Keep it hood, y'all. Steve Harvey contest, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app and Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.